0: Okay, this is the last time I'm going to ask our parishioners this. So if you're not a parishioner here or you're a visitor, our parishioners have been doing a program called Pray 40 Days every single day since the beginning of Lent. And every Sunday I ask them, how many of you have done Pray 40 Days? If you've done it, raise your hand. All right, give them a round of applause. 40 days. I am so proud of you. They've done it 40 days straight, 15 minutes a day, every day of prayer, and they've come to this wonderful end of, of Lent, and now Easter. Easter really is a time for us that's supposed to come after this time of retreat. So we spent Lent 40 days and 40 nights of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and now we celebrate and rejoice with Easter. I myself have been kind of sick the last week, so I've been really kind of miserable, and uh, I got... Well, just just to tell you some, Father Michael again, and Father Fred's the pastor, but we have a younger associate, Father Jeremy, who is only about two years ordained. And Father Jeremy, for Christmas, um, he really had this. um, He wanted he wanted doves for Christmas. Well, he didn't want them actually for Christmas. He just wanted doves, and I surprised him for Christmas. So he got two doves for Christmas, and um, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I have to tell you because. (laughs) not only like physically do they just keep having babies but it's just like story after story after story so they've already had a set of babies we've given them to his parents uh, my, maybe my parents want the next set but we have uh, another set of babies now and uh so a couple days ago i'm really sick and i'm trying to sleep in and rest and get my energy for easter and everything and my phone rings first thing in the morning my it's not really first thing it's like 11 o'clock but my phone rings <laughs> My phone rings. I pick up the phone, and it's Father Jeremy. He goes, hey, man, I need your help right now. And I go, what, what? what?" He's like, birds, it's in the vent. I need your help. I go, what do you you mean, bird in the vent? He goes, it's in the vent, in the venting system, in the house. I need your help. I go, does Father Fred know? He goes, not yet. I said, all right, I'll come and help you. (laughs) So I go to Father Jeremy, and... um, he is just like in a panic state. I mean, when he gets nervous about something, he's just, he's all worked up and he goes, I, I go, what happened? And uh, he goes, "He goes, I can't find it, it's in the venting system. I said, all right, we're gonna pray to St. Anthony real quick, we're gonna find it. He goes, I already did that. He goes, I already prayed to St. Anthony and I found him and then I lost him again. I go, what? <laughs> he, he said, he said, yeah, I, was, I searched in my, he's got a sitting room and we have a bedroom and a bathroom. He goes, I searched in my sitting room for an hour and I couldn't find him. And then he had to come back over here to do like rehearsal for the Easter vigil. And so then he goes back into his sitting room. He goes, I looked for an hour, I prayed to St. Anthony. And then I look in my bedroom and there he is. He's sitting right in the middle of my bedroom floor. So I go over to him and I go to grab him and he flies once. I grab him, well, this way he flies again. Then he flew into the register. (laughs) He had his, his grates open for some reason. I don't know, Father Jeremy is always exploring things. So the grate was open in the register, the bird flew down and I said, well, where is he? And he goes, I don't know, he's somewhere in the house. And uh, so I called my father who's an engineer and, a, and my dad can do like anything. And I said, try to explain it to him and he just laughs and he goes, that thing's a goner. Needle, needle in a haystack, <laughs> all right? Well, if you don't know Father Jeremy by now, once he gets his mind on something, you're just gonna find it. So there I am sick as a dog sitting on his floor trying to listen for this bird. We pull out my phone and I'm like videotaping through the vent, you know, with my flash, and we can't see it, and we're stomping up and down, you know, trying to get it to run. And uh, so we get this idea that, um, well, maybe if we stick a shop vac hose down the vent, like, uh, we might be able to get it. We're not going to kill it, but we're just going to gently suck it up, (laughs) all right? Well, Father Jeremy said, Well, that might not be long enough, and we need, so he gets a garden hose, okay, and then we duct tape a garden hose to the shop back, put it down, try to listen for it, nothing happens. So then I I said, We need like one of those gyroscope things. Maybe I should just put on Facebook, and you never know what I can find on Facebook, right? So um, he goes to Home Depot and gets one of those plumbers like gyroscope with a flashlight. 150 bucks, he rented it. (laughs) And, uh, so he, we bring it back, and we start feeding it down the rectory, down the, down, the, down the venting system, and all of a sudden you could see it. In the middle of his bedroom floor, like over here, is the bird, and he's just terrified. He's looking like this. <laughs> so I'm like, we got to try to get it closer so that we can at least get the vacuum tube to it, okay? so. We're trying to like, I'm stomping over here and trying to get the bird to run this way and we finally get it near the edge, okay? It's, it's, but it's, you know how the vents are so you can't really get your hand down and see it? So we got the shop vac down there. We get it like the inches of the shop vac and we turn on the vacuum and it takes off and just runs down the other end and then all of a sudden we just hear flapping and it's gone. Totally gone. Where do you think it went? Downstairs, three flights. <laughs> okay. So then I went to, we went down to the basement, and uh, Father Jeremy, again, engineer, just knows everything, and he does actually, but, but he was insistent it was these two pipes that went up to his room. So we took off the pipes, and poor Father Fred. I mean, we're banging and we're screaming and um, vacuuming. So <laughs> we probed these two with the lights, and they're not there, and Father Jeremy's maybe it went into the heater. He just start, and and then he got this look of despair on his face. Like this total look of despair. And uh, that was when I was like, no, we're going to find him. We're going to find him. And so I get this idea on my phone. We've done this before with the birds. If you play like the the mating sounds of the birds, (laughs) sometimes they respond. So again, poor Father Fred, I put the YouTube thing in the ducks and the mating sounds of the birds are going throughout the entire rectory. Well, wouldn't you know it? All of a sudden you hear a little chirping, chirp, chirp. We heard it. It was responding back to the call, and it wasn't in these two pipes. It was like in the middle, and uh, you know, Father Jeremy is just looking at it like perplexed, like, "Where do we start? Where are we?" And I was like, "That, I'm just pulling this thing down." So I yanked it down, and uh, and we got the bird out. It came out right there. So the baby bird is alive and well, and uh, he's flustered, but he's back in his cage, and. You know, so I'm thinking about this whole idea because it's not how I intend to spend Holy Saturday at all, It's four hours of trying to find this bird. But the reality is that bird kind of descended into hell. It descended into the darkness, (laughs) okay? And so did Christ. He descended into hell. And he did that so that he could free us from sin and death. All right, so that's what we're celebrating on this Easter, the, the mystery that we have been freed from sin and death. That's what he did on Easter. He, When he rose from, from the dead, he freed us from sin and death. However, we're still in this struggle while we're here, here on earth. Now, I know the difficulty is some people, like there's, there's all these uh, documentaries coming out about finding Jesus, and there's a movie out um, right now called... Um, uh, what's, what's the one right out now? can't think of it. A Case for Christ. Really good movie, but A Case for Christ where they're trying to figure out if Christ actually existed in the world. Well, first of all, he did exist. He's a real historical figure. But secondly, rose from the dead and was witnessed, witnessed in the resurrection by hundreds of disciples, thousands of disciples, and still continues to reveal himself to us. Now, here's the reality. We are still in this world trapped in darkness and sin. And the only one that can get us out is Christ. He is the only one that can lead us through the darkness into the light. So imagine you're like that bird and you're discombobulated. You don't know which floor you're on. You don't know which way is up or down. Christ is the only one that can get us out. So how do we hear his voice? How do we recognize his stomping? How do we know the light to follow? Well, I want to tell you something that I, I learned about. I, and I wish I would have known about this when I was younger, like in my high school, college years. But I didn't learn about it until I was you know, deep into the spiritual life. But St. Ignatius discovered this wonderful and profound um, notion. And the idea is realizing that when uh, the difference of, of, of God's voice and when he speaks to us and when Satan speaks to us. So the truth is, Satan is always trying to lure us and God is always trying to rescue us. So we do believe, and we're going to renounce that in the profession of faith. We're going to renounce Satan, renew our faith in Christ. But I just want to give you St. Ignatius' principles. The first thing he says is that for someone that is leading a good and holy and moral life, say they're going to Mass every Sunday, they've just done pray 40 days, they're praying every day, they're really devout in their life, They're, they're living the sacramental life of the church. For a person that is like that, the Holy Spirit, the voice of God, will always be a voice that brings about the gifts of the Holy Spirit of peace, an increase of love, an increase of faith, of hope. So it's really important for us to know this, that when we hear those voices and we're living a good life, that voice is of God. And the enemy speaks in a very different way. It's very jarring. The enemy for someone that is leading a good and holy moral life, going to Mass, receiving the sacraments, praying every day, the enemy will always bring about despair, discouragement, doubt, depression, guilt, shame. All of that is from the enemy. So if you're leading a good and holy and moral life and you hear any of those voices, renounce it. It's from the enemy. Now here's the interesting thing. For somebody not leading a good and holy life, say you're not going to Mass or not receiving the sacraments, it's what St. Ignatius calls the life of desolation, the voices change. And this is so interesting. No blame or judgment here, but it's just a reality. So for someone that's not going to Mass every Sunday or not receiving the sacraments or has been away from the church, the voices change. And all of a sudden, Satan speaks in a very calming way, a very soothing way. A very encouraging way. You know, he's got you right where he wants you. So he's going to say, you're doing all right. Don't worry, there's people that are worse off than you're a good guy. Even though you don't go to church, you're a good guy, you're fine. And then all of a sudden, what happens to the voice of God? The voice of God begins to be the voice that prickle, pricks you. And God actually will use guilt and shame and anything that will disturb you and, and discomfort you and disquiet your soul because he wants you back. He wants you to return to him. And so it's so important, first of all, to know which life you're leading. And just to be honest, are you leading a life that is in union with the church and Christ and the sacraments? If you are, listen to that voice of peace. But if if we're not, if if we're away from the church or if we're away from the sacraments, actually the voice of peace is not of God. It's actually the voice of guilt and shame that is actually the voice of God and trying to get us back. So, to go back to that story of the, the doves, we're all enwrapped in darkness and sin, and the only one that can lead us out of it is Christ. The only one that can lead us into everlasting life and light is Christ. And so I just invite you to, to, to think about that, to think about where you are in your spiritual life. It's so important to know which place you're on because then you'll discover really the voice of God. And then I want you to think about making a resolution. So at the end of a retreat, it's always a good thing to make a resolution. So, um, First of all, if you're not going to Mass or not receiving the sacraments, I would just humbly make, offer you the resolution that maybe this is the time for you to do that, to resolve to come to confession. Next Sunday is Divine Mercy Sunday. You can receive complete forgiveness of all your sins when you go to confession. It's an amazing Sunday that the church has given to us. Maybe your resolution is to go to confession or to return to, the, to, to Sunday Mass just to get back in the habit. But if you are leading this life, I just encourage you to make a resolution to keep alive the joy of Easter. You know, so think about making a resolution. You're done now with prayer, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, but maybe you want to make a resolution to continue some kind of joyful prayer in your life. I was thinking about this for myself. I think my resolution is going to be, after all the weekend Masses are done, just to walk with somebody and talk about what happened at Mass almost like on the the road to Emmaus when the disciples were walking, and reflect on the great things that have happened. Maybe it's just something else you want to do with your family every Sunday to really make Sundays a holy day. I just would encourage you to make some kind of resolution to God. Again, if you're in desolation, the only resolution really is to return to confession in the church. But if you're in consolation and you are united with Christ, make some resolution truly to live out the Easter mystery. Ultimately, that's what this day is all about. It is about Christ coming into our darkness, descending into hell, freeing us from sin and error and blindness so that we can ultimately live with him not only one day in heaven, but ultimately experience heaven on earth, which is the resurrection.